How long have you been playing the game? Two years. But yeah, I not second, long. Uh, <laughs> two years. Yes. You uh, skipped yeah, shooting even par, and you just went straight to under par. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I got my partner in crime, Matt Cermak, with me. What's up, Ev? Good to be back. Sorry I missed you last week. This was oh, a special episode. This was. We just had another wow moment. I think you guys are going to freaking love the conversation you're about to have. But first, guys, if your golf game's off the rails, if you're sick of riding the struggle bus, you've come to the right place, especially this episode. The part train helps frustrated golfers Enjoy the ride again on and off the course, because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The Part Train Podcast unpacks the mental game with PJ Torpo's best-selling authors, CEOs, sports psychologists, everyday golfers like you, me, Roger, and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This episode of The Part Train, like every episode of The Part Train, is presented by Roback Active, where Cermak just texted me yesterday and said, dude, these joggers, you were right. Unbelievable. Tell me about your experience with the joggers real quick. And then we'll get to the intro. Incredible. Got the, the Navy color. They fit great. They're different than other joggers. I got, I think, you know, I like you, them better than Lulu's. Yeah. How would you explain the material? Ev? You they're, know, they're going to be really sturdy, which is great. Yeah. And I struggled to describe the material too. It's like, it's waterproof for sure, yeah. but it's soft. It's stretchy, but it's a little bit more reinforced you yeah, know it's like solid good quality it's hard to I think they're gonna last longer yeah and guys if you got in the shorts they're definitely using the same material there can't take off the shorts uh, how good are they? right so yeah the no, i love the joggers right it's cool to see them kind of break into the pants game and shorts game yep long overdue but they're flying off the shelves guys you gotta get them yeah so go to roback.com enter the code train get yourself a pair of joggers new polos shorts they got it all and get in the fall. So maybe it's time to get another Q-Zip or a hoodie soon. Not for me in LA, but maybe for other places in the country. Sir Mac told me it was 55 degrees over there. So definitely some ho- great hoodie weather right there. <laughs> if you guys forget the code name, always go into the show notes of this episode. Click the link in there or in our bio at the Partrain. The code will auto apply. If you've used it before, use a new email, do whatever you got to do. The joggers, they killed it again. So rowback.com into the code train. Okay, this episode with Roger Solly, you might have seen him or heard about him. He got reposted by all the top accounts recently yep. on Instagram. His Instagram is Solly Golfs. He is in Uganda, and he is basically going school to school, showing kids the game of golf for the first time. And the look on these kids' faces when they see him hit a golf shot, and his swing's incredible. Someone on Reddit described it as, Smooth jazz, his swing. I didn't expect the conversation to go the way it did, Matt, where I assumed we'd talk about the joy on kids' faces and try and help our listeners, myself included, almost rediscover the love of their game. If they've been getting bogged down with the swing and bad results and getting frustrated, I thought it was going to be that episode, which it was, first of all. But I didn't realize how good Roger is, and I didn't realize how quickly he's gotten this good. He's been playing golf for two, three years, he said. Yeah, three years. And he just shot a 69, his lowest score recently. We talked all about it. The way that he thinks about the game, the way that he talks about the game, it's very similar to how tour pros have come on the show and talked about the game. But in his own way, for him to do it this quickly, yeah, I think it's just going to strike you right in the heart center. I mean, this is a really special conversation. I mean, look, Ev, I mean, all these years doing this show, this is one of the things it's about. When did you think you'd be talking to somebody from Uganda? When you think about Africa, typically yeah. in golf, it's South Africa, mm-hmm. right? You never really think about Sub-Saharan Africa or different parts of the country. East Africa, yeah. East Africa. I mean, it's just, it's 11 o'clock there and he's sitting in his room and he's showing us, you know, how, he's showing, showing us, us takeaway. takeaway, you know? Yeah, it's so cool. Um, and he's a full-time caddy going around the country, spreading the game of golf to kids in little towns and schools and villages. It's amazing. But dude, think about if he, somebody could sponsor him and he could play full time, practice full time. I mean, to get this good, this quick with truly no means. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, he said his driving range is 50 yards long. He can't even. He gets to play at a good course once a week, which is where he caddies. 
which is a nice club out in Uganda, but just amazing. I love how he's talked about his bunker work, his short game. And obviously it's the perspective, right? We talked mental game and we're talking about you know, guys in the States who get down and frustrated. Well, it's like, well, have you ever thought about and compared yourself to kids in Africa? You know, and it's like, yeah, it was an amazing episode. It really know. was. And he, this is, I think we're going to hear so much more from him just because of what he, he's trying to build. Talk about trying to build a driving range in his town. They don't have a real driving range. You know, yeah. he wants to raise money for that. So stay tuned to the end guys, because we really get into it. He was very refreshing, very yeah. refreshing and reminded us, you know, how to think how, mm-hmm. and how to practice. You yep. Know? His dad passed away. He has two brothers, two sisters. He gets three bucks for a loop and he started catting to get money for the family, yeah. you know, and Gary players tweeted about him. Someone on Reddit said, he's really the example of growing the game. If you're going to pick an episode to like bookmark and listen to when you, when you feel down, you could say Rotella, you could say Joe parent. I'd throw Roger Solly into there yeah. too. A great guy and a true talent. It was awesome. Well, thank you guys as always for hopping aboard. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Give us a follow at the par train, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We post there every day, multiple times a day. Stuff that's not on this podcast lives there. So if you don't follow us there, go hop aboard the social train. And no matter how bad you're hitting it, no matter where that two-way miss is going, what do they got to do, sir? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Roger Solly. It is our pleasure to welcome you aboard the Par Train. Welcome aboard, my man. How you doing? Thank you so much. I'm very fine. Great to see you too. Pumped to have you on board. Yeah. And Roger, yeah. I wanted to start yeah. today by asking you, did you know that there is a Reddit thread out there with a video of you teaching kids in Uganda how to golf, how to putt? And the headline is, this is what growing the game actually looks like. What do you feel when you hear that? That is so good. I didn't know about that, and I'm I'm going to check it out. I didn't know for sure. I'm I can send you the check. link after this. What is Reddit? Is like a big newspaper or something? It's basically Instagram, but without the pictures. It's people posting stuff. Oh. Well, I guess it includes pictures, but it's basically like people sharing things, and everybody's commenting yes. on it. Everybody it's goes. Everybody goes on Reddit to learn about, like, really learn a lot about things. So yeah. And actually, Roger, somebody commented and said that your swing reminds them of smooth jazz. Great rhythm. (laughs) And I think the same way. You have a very smooth swing. Thank you so much. Because that was my first idea that I developed in my head that I need to work on my swing and it's looking good. So I started watching videos on YouTube. You know, when you watch a pro's swing like Tiger Woods, you will learn a lot of things in slow motion. So yeah. I used to practice mm-hmm. all those things at home. You don't need a club to practice all these. Just visualize, get a mirror, small mirror. You see how your swing is, then you try to copy what Tiger Woods is doing. There's a guy called Slow Mo Swing Library. That is the guy who gave me that yeah. trick. So... If you know you are like your hips are sliding, the mirror will show you very well. So I used to practice that. So I reached a point and like I think my swing is is good. It's not perfect, but it's good because people have invested a lot of money, but they're still struggling. So for only two years, I've been able to. Last time on Monday, I shot 69 score. 69. Best score in my life. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Was this at your home course at Lake Serena, Victoria? Yes. Yes. I played only two bogeys in 18 holes. Wow. That was very perfect for me. I've never had such a round. What was your previous best score? 73. Wow. So I shot 69. You you skipped shooting even par (laughs) and you just went straight to under par. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Well, <laughs> my putting is good, and at least if your irons are good, then everything will be good. Yeah, mm. Roger, for our listeners, tell them how long have you been playing the game? When did you start? Two years. So, yeah, I not started, long. <laughs> uh, two years. Yes, because I joined the golf course in uh, 2018. By the end of 2018. 
And then, you know, when you're like a caddy and you're new, it's hard for you to play. This side of Uganda is very hard for you to play because you find senior caddies around. They don't want you to touch their clubs. All of 2019, we didn't get a chance to play golf, like seriously. And then 2020, when the lockdown came in, our golf course flooded as well. So the water level of the lakes went up. So we got that opportunity to play. We played so many rounds in 2020 so that our handicaps improved a lot. So 2020 and 2021, those are the years I played golf like seriously. I bet you there are thousands yeah. of our listeners yes. hearing this and thinking, I've been playing for 20 plus years and I, <laughs> I can't even break right, 80 not, yeah, right. <laughs> or 90. You know? <laughs> the, You've gone the, two uh, years shooting in the 60s. 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good because I don't know for sure. I don't know, but those are the years. I don't know, but that is how I shoot. 69, 73. My worst score is 83, 82. That is my worst. So, Roger, what is your handicap right now? I don't know for sure. I don't know. Because my worst score is 82, 83. I mostly play those scores. 82, best can be like 74, 75. 69 hmm. was just a miracle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we, we love talking about miracles. Yeah, maybe we should talk about the we round. We should talk about yeah. your round. Yeah. Talk to me about going into the round. My guess is you probably yeah. weren't thinking about much of anything. You probably didn't think it was going to be a special round. What What no, was your I focus for think, the day? I always think it's going to be a special one. Oh, always. Love that. <laughs> Even my friends are always laughing at me. <laughs> I love I that. Number three, I say, I need a hole in one here. I need an ego. I need a body. So the guys are laughing. <laughs> so this Monday, because we only play on Monday, and I was like, hole number one, shoot on the fairway. Then second shot on the green. I started saying, now it's time for body. And my friend had hit it very close. So I said, it's time for bodies now. They all started laughing. I shoot and it went inside one part. Next hole. Par. the next hole par and the next hole par and then Our I started train. making buddies buddies I think I had like six buddies like two two bogies but for sure I never I never go in around and say it's going to be a tough one I always know it's going to be very good it miracles so I expect to get a hole in one one day but it failed but I will get it always I'm, I'm praying for it and I think it will be on video. <laughs> we can't wait to, to, to see that. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. you've got, you got such positive thoughts when you start the round. That helps. Yes. We usually don't warm up. Just go start mm. playing. At 9 a.m., tee off, we play for the whole day. But I think I was going to play well because I got a chance to play on Sunday with some Americans. I think they are American guys. We played 18 holes and I shot 74. Nice. So on the next day, on Monday, I shot 69. So it was not a surprise because uh, when I'm on the green, it's hard for me to make three parts. Roger, have you ever carried a negative mindset on the round, during a round, before a round, seen your friends be a bit negative? <laughs> All my friends want to win the money, so they say... <laughs> I have to take this money today. No one says they have come to, to just put money and lose. No one says that. <laughs> Unless it's in the middle of the round and they have lost all their balls, then you can give up. But at the start, you never know and you never hear it. Everyone is happy. What would you say? I mean, I've watched your swing. You've got a beautiful, smooth, powerful swing. You've worked a lot in the, the mirror, like you said, with it and your lessons. Would you say what, your long game is your strength or talk about no, your short, short no. game? Or we would love to hear. I'm very weak. Actually, I do. I think I carry like 250 yards or 240, but short game because I normally watch videos on YouTube or Instagram, those short videos. The guys say 
is good when you're chipping to use the bounce mm-hmm. even in the bunker. First of all, I didn't understand what the bounce means. So I went to Google what bounce means. So <laughs> if you use that thing under the club, which is called the bounce, the ball is just it's actually very easy, even in the bunker. Just hit the bounce and then it will be close to the flag. That is what I normally do to improve my chipping and short game. Matt, how would you describe it? I think a lot of people, even me, I know what it means, but I don't think yeah. a lot of people know how to do it. Roger, I want to hear yeah, I want you, Roger like, to hear how do you, how would yeah. you explain how to use the bounce? And then I want to hear what Matt says too, because I, both of you guys are great. Sounds like great short game. See, when you set up like me in my mind, when I set up with the golf club, I make sure my weight that is weight is on the left. Mm-hmm. That is for every chipping lesson, weight should be on the left. Yep. And then when you set up the shaft, it should be like vertical. And then when you take the back swing, you should come back at that same spot where you started from. And then follow through with the club face pointing where you want the ball to go. It's not easy to do, but when you keep practicing it, it becomes easier. So, yeah, that is basically how it is. Maybe if he has another way of explaining, but, maybe I can also learn from it. No, you're right. It's the So, Ev, it's the leading edge of the club. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's important with wedge shots. I think, you know, something that I was struggling with recently with my ch- chipping is I was getting too steep. And I was digging and, you know, catching it fat. So then I started, you know, wait a minute. I was looking at the edge and I was looking at my club. And like you said, Roger, get the shaft a little more straight. And then the heel is a little off the ground. And that helps the club not get stuck. Sometimes when my hands get low, you know, and then I get stuck. So getting the heel up really helps me with my chipping and pitching. Yeah. So. Another thing, how I train my brain, there's a day we were playing only nine holes. I wanted to win badly. I didn't want the money, but I wanted to win. Mm. Because a guy said, I'm going to take this money and buy some things to eat. And I told him, man, this is not the time to take our money. And yet I had gone already on a path three in water. So I shot double bogey on that hole. It was hole number 10, I had a bogey, and hole number 11 had that double bogey. But I said, no, I have to keep fighting. I ended up shooting 35 on the back nine. <laughs> I got four bodies, and then the rest were pars. And then I won, and the guy was handicapped one, because these guys are giving me handicap three for now. But I know I can't play it very well always. I should be like 10 or 12. Roger, you make double bogey. What was going through your head? Because then you figured out how to come back. But what did you tell yourself? Because a lot of times you think we make double, like, did my swing go away? You know, am I a bad putter? But how did you convince yourself to say, you know what? I got a lot of holes left. There's opportunities. No, it was just a heavy shot. I hit behind the ball. And then the next hole was a four. And I know I've ever made a body in my life because I even see guys on TV, they shoot bad scores and then they cut them down. So then I know I'm also a human being and also mm-hmm. that guy is a human being. So why can't I do this? I always know that that one is not my problem. I always know that I will do something great. Always. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah, With it's really good. Sir, Sir and I were just talking about this before you came on, Roger, where... I was just playing in my member guest uh, back home in St. Louis with my buddy and I made a double or maybe even worse because I had his weird miss off the tee. I took a hybrid off the tee supposed to be an accuracy club, right? Laying back so I can be more accurate, make sure I hit a fairway and I hit two hybrids OB, right? I never miss my hybrid, right? And here's a great lesson for our listeners. Don't do what I did. Do what Roger did. Okay. What I did is I panicked a bit without even realizing it in the moment. I saw a miss I never saw before. 
I'm in this heated match. I'm trying to help the team win, win the money, <laughs> win the money, just like you said. And I started to try and go into like crisis mode where I was changing my feels, changing my swing. What Roger just revealed is you just made a mistake. You're not a robot, but you no. have belief that you can do something great after that shot yeah. didn't define the rest of your round, yes. which I think is if because, anyone can you know, take anything, that's the biggest skill you can have, right? Yes, because I saw a guy who was having a tournament. A guy got eight on a par four, but he ended up shooting four bodies in the next holes. So, yeah. and he's a human being like me. So why not? I can also do it. What do you think led to the double were you focused on the yes, money I mean, or winning I mean, too much? Or did you, was it just kind of a fluke? You missed the shot. No, it was 200 yards and I'm not good in those long irons. So mm. it was I a tough shot. It. Yeah. Long yards are hard for me. That is it. Because like in 200 yards, if someone is hitting a seven iron, it can be easier. But if it's a five iron, it's tough, very tough. So you have a little margin for error. So, yep. and water was ahead. So you have to go over the water. Mm. And one little mistake can cause you a lot. Roger, I think when we convince ourselves that, hey, we're just going to have good holes and bad holes and just accept mm -hmm. it, we're fine. We don't yeah. get that mad. Then we don't get that mad. Because you said, yeah. I know I'm, I I I'm going to come I, back and I'm going to hit good shots, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But still, if you don't come back, you don't complain. I always tell my friends, if your day is bad and you start trying to make it better, it will even be worse. Just know it's a bad day and move on. If your swing is bad, you will hit a good shot and it will hit cut path and it goes in water. So you don't have to complain. Another day will come and you will, and you will shoot well. So you don't have to complain. Right. It's so important because one of the biggest mistakes we make is what Roger just said, right? We get so mm -hmm. caught up in wanting to be in a different place than we currently are yes. that you start mm -hmm. to feel worse because you're not feeling better. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You say like Macroya was struggling a lot. I think some years, I don't think he has like math, but, and then he changed the coach. He went back to his coach something like that. You just have to know that this is not my right time, but my time is coming. Because, you know, I have ever shot a body on this hole. If I get a seven there, it's just a seven. The next time you can get the body. There's a day I shot eight on a par five, two times, two days, today and tomorrow. Then I had to change the strategy because I was getting a good T-shirt in the middle of the fairway, and then I get a three wood. I want to be close to the green for two. I end up slicing it to the right in water. And after there, everything is bad. But still, I don't lose hope. I end up like playing 42 in front nine. I tell my friends after taking some water, I want to get a 30. I want to shoot 30 back nine so that I can cut all these I don't play the 30 because it's not easy. But in my brain, that is what I want. And when I, I shoot like a bogey, I feel pissed. But still, I know the next hole can be better. I can get ego. I can get a hole in one. And then they start laughing. <laughs> you know what's funny? You're going to make Matt, that hole in one soon. Matt, I, can, I can sense it. <laughs> you know what, Roger? Roger's mm. saying things that I actually hear from a lot of really good players, which is yeah. they're not scared to go low. They know they yeah. can go low, and they're almost mm. excited about the possibility of going low, where so many other golfers, Roger, we let good things scare us too, right? We're mm. scared to mess up, but then once we start playing well, we get scared that we're going to lose it or we're going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. or, so what mm -hmm. you're saying is, is even after a mistake, even when you're playing well, it sounds yes. like you still have pretty even keel belief mm -hmm. and almost a foregone conclusion 
that at some point you're going to go low and you're going to make birdies. Yes. I have many friends of mine who are very, not mentally stable in golf. A guy made a hole in one on hole number seven, but he ended up withdrawing through the game. Then we were like, hey, where is the guy who made the hole in one? He had already gone home because he just shot on the next hole. He shot his ball in water and then he dropped another one and it got lost. <laughs> so he threw away his bag. He kicked it. Oh, I was really annoyed with it. <laughs> and then uh, we he, saw him he left the course? Is that what you're saying? Yes, he left. <laughs> he was very pissed because he had just got a hole in one and then he shot the ball in water. And then when he dropped, he lost it. So it was like, oh. it's gone. Yeah, so he was very so he disappointed. Was, he was mad that he lost the ball. He lost two balls in yeah. water and in the bush. So Wow. Is that <laughs> not like so, the greatest so, so story, Matt? Of th- <laughs> This is what a perfect example. He just did something yeah. that is mm-hmm. so not many people get to do. Based on his view and expectation of the next shot, he left pissed. Yes. Right? So he went to the, you know, when you make a hole-in-one here in our club, they take your ball and uh, they put it up and you sign. So they ask, where is the ball? The ball was already lost in water. (laughs) He he should have put it away in his bag and not used it. And then he hits it in the water. No. Because let me, when you hit a hole in one, you think everything is going to be good. You can't even continue with this ball. Yeah. So <laughs> everything turned back to him. So he could, he could just continue playing. I know that today is a bad day. Next time will be better. Roger, I'm really fascinated by how quickly you've gotten so good. There's no real shortcut. You've clearly put in a lot of work, work in the mirror, work on the course, work with your coach, Nick. What do you think could help someone get better as fast as you have? Have you always had that hope? It sounds like you've always had the hope, even when you started out, maybe you weren't as good. It sounds like you still had hope that you can get good and that you will get good. So it sounds like your belief has always been high and your work ethic's always been high. That's a really great combo. Basically, what I can tell someone who wants to to get back to practice, that's the main thing. Most guys, they want to play good golf, but they just come on the golf course only Saturday and they hit the road, they hit to go to play. And yet, most of these guys are practicing a lot. The best practice, I think, is, is not on the course or the range. Best practice is at home. Visualizing. Um, uh, Yes. You Visualizing what exactly? Like uh, all of your shots, uh, your putts no, too? The swing. The swing. The golf swing. How it moves. Like mm. backswing, the takeaway. Like on top of the backswing, how you should be. And then at impact. And then release. And then your hip movement. You don't need to practice that on the range. You just need like a broom or one club at home, and then take it slow. Because the way my swing is, people say that I'm swinging easy, but in my mind, I know that is the highest I can go. So the guy will say, oh, easy swing. But for me, I know I've hit it with all my power. I trained it in my mind that take it easy, first hit the ball, and then turn and release. All of those things, I'm thinking about them in the brain when I'm late. All right, we're going to take a quick break here from one of our sponsors that I think a lot of you are going to love for the upcoming Black Friday, holidays, etc. I'll get you right back to the show. So you guys have heard of Sticks Golf. If you've been listening to the show for a while, they were a great partner of ours almost a year ago, and we sold thousands of these sets. And so many of these people that have gotten Sticks Clubs have DM'd us and told us that They love them. They're the best clubs for the price that you can get them. Right now, you can basically get a full set of Styx golf clubs from $699. Or this is the coolest thing. This is something they didn't have last year. You can do payments. 
So payments as low as $63 a month. So you can get a full set of clubs. I'm talking woods, irons, wedges, putter, bag, head covers, towel, you name it, and pay 63 bucks a month until it's paid off. And it'll only take about 10 months based on their cheapest price. So go to sticks.golf, that's sticks.golf, enter the code TRAIN, get yourself 10% off. They're having a flash sale right now for 20% off. I don't know how long they're going to run that for. So you could get even more off. This would be a great gift for someone who is starting in the game of golf, wants kind of a beginner set upgrade from hand-me-down clubs for maybe relatives or friends. Or if you just have hand-me-down clubs that you need an upgrade and you've been playing for a while and you'd like something that doesn't break the bank, Sticks is an amazing option. They're one of the fastest growing companies in the last two years in golf. So Sticks.golf, S-T-I-X, enter the code TRAIN, get yourself 10% off. All right, let's get back to the show. This is really good for our listeners. Roger just showed us about keeping the club face square. You know, because uh-huh. so often we t- yeah. take it to the inside, we open the club face, mm-hmm. and then we don't turn correctly. Right, Roger? Yes. Yes, yes, that is it. So, guys, just open it up. And it's very hard to know that you opened it because... Yeah, I never know that I do. Swing, it. it feels like it's it's moving smoothly. Actually, another thing that helped me is uh, I always uh, record myself on video. Then I go back. I get Tiger Woods swing or any pro because those guys are good. So yeah. I also slow it down, like in a slow motion. Yeah. Then I move mine to a certain point. I also move Tiger Woods to that point. If I see that mine is in the wrong place, I do it like exactly how he's doing. Then I continue. If there is a fault in mine, I try to correct it there and then. But one thing I, I have been trying to correct is the closed club face on the top, not when I've failed, because I have to change my gripping to be a bit neutral. And then if, if I use a neutral grip, my hands are very small. It feels like I'm going to to lose the club to, to like not get a good shot. So I want to play golf with a stronger grip. I think I want to get used to that. Do you feel the weight of the club? Roger, when you're taking it away, do you kind of feel like a whip or the weight of it? Or does it feel like you're like, do you feel it more in your hands or in your body? Or what's the feel there for our listeners? Of course, I feel like the club is heavy. So, yeah. you know, this weight, I want to put it on the ball. Yeah. And that is how you get the speed. If yeah. you, you can see, you find someone is hitting far and yet is not even strong. So right. it's not about the energy. It's about the technique. Mm. Because all my friends are a bit stronger than me, but find myself in the same spot with them. <laughs> it's about the yeah, angle so. of it, the angle of attack yeah. coming down. Yes, even the impact. Because guys lose those angles. When these pros are taking back the club, there is a 90 degrees angle that forms. So... It has to come down when you're holding that. It's called, I think, lag. You hold it, and then you have to release it at the right time. If you release the club on the top, you start losing those angles. You end up casting. I think it's called well, like that's flipping. What, that's what we were. Uh, you were talking about, kind of just not yeah. letting the club shallow, maybe casting uh-huh. a little bit. And so what Roger's doing for those on just audio is his elbows at the very top. He's not moving his yeah. hand away like you're doing a, yes. throwing a dart. His hand is not moving. Yes. What he's trying to do is start to move that elbow down with his hand in the same angle. So he's maintaining yes, an, yes. a 90-degree angle to maintain mm-hmm. that. And otherwise, you're casting it, is what he's saying, which is so, yes. so, so important. Most, most golfers don't know those things. They just want to shoot 69. Matt, I find this really interesting about how Roger thinks about and practices his swing. Roger, it sounds like you practice your swing a lot. You're in the mirror, you're videotaping it, but you visualize it as well. So you're almost leveraging the work you do in visualization and with feeling where you seem to have this belief that you've already put in the work 
You're not going to the even not most going people, to the driving range and no, trying to. He said, "Don't even take that to the range." Most people yeah. say, "Don't take that to the course." You're not even taking that to the range. No, you're no. not working on technique at the range. You're doing you're not that trying at home. To confuse it, you're not, Roger. You're not trying to confuse yourself on the range, right? Just work on it at home and then go play. No, you practice that at home, and then you go to the range. You take because you can't hit the range for like for my my side, you can't hit the range for like two hours. Our range is just like fifty yards. You you will not know if you're hitting a fade or what. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. mostly like warm up. Got it. After practicing this at night, because when I'm at work, I I I don't visualize those things. I just if I see a good swing on Instagram. I copy the link and download it. Then I slow it down. I try to find all the things that uh, are good that I can copy from him or from either a lady. Actually, ladies' swings are very good, like Nelly Koda and Lydia Ko. Yeah. Those are the ones I mostly watch because ladies make it easy. They try to make their swing perfect. And Roger, speaking of driving ranges, I read that it is one of your goals to build a driving range in, like in your golf. city. Oh, yeah, tell us about that because that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that is my dream. I want to to construct a range where kids can come to play golf, like to practice golf for free. And then these youth, like 15 up to like 25 years. They can also come for free, but these old guys can pay something so that it can, like something to make, like to pay the workers and something like that. So I want to construct something like, I put a word up called Sally Golf's Academy or Sally Golf's Facility Golf, something like that is my dream. And I know I will do it one day. You just have to believe it will happen. I love that. I bet you will. And if there's any way that we can help, let us know. But one thing I want to say is we haven't even gotten to this yet, which is so funny. I thought we were going to start with this. Your Instagram of Solly Golfs, right? Your Instagram shows pure joy on kids' faces in Uganda when they see you hit a golf shot. And we talked about this a little off air. I want you to shed light on this for our listeners, because what I really think people should take away from this, because I'm guilty of it too, recently a lot more than I'd like to admit. It's very easy to let this game kind of knock you down and you put in a lot of work and you're not seeing the results and you confuse yourself. You're focusing too much on your swing and all of that stuff, right? What you see in Uganda is people marveling at the way that you hit the golf ball. These kids Mm. are just amazed by how fun it is to hit a golf ball, which I think a lot of our listeners, including myself need to remember. So talk about that. Talk about the power that golf has to bring about joy. Joy is, I think everyone needs joy. So we go to schools, we talk to those teachers, tell them we want to introduce golf to these kids. If you don't mind, most schools will ask you why. Why do you want to introduce golf? But then I give them one answer. Do you know where these kids are going to be after five years? Then the guy is like, oh, no, I don't know. So why don't you let us just introduce just this game to them? Never know what will happen to them in five years. Maybe they will go to the golf course or anything can happen in life. You don't know. Because even me, I never knew that I could talk to you. But right now we are talking. So right, that is what I'm telling them. So then they tell me, okay, let's give it a try. I always have one challenge first. is Actually, I collect them first. Then I explain to them the golf bag. It has a golf clubs. This one is called a driver. This is a wedge. 
this is a pitching wedge something irons and they ask some questions after questions then we go i give them a challenge there's a company now that sent me some some caps and some other stuff when i go to the next school i give like gifts so i go with some gifts like bags books pens because the guy there first of all the guy made a gofundme page so i bought books pens pencils many stationary things to give out so and i go to those schools i tell them everyone will make this part inside that hole will win a book or a bag or a shoe whatever i have to offer it's not that big but these kids in the schools it's very big for them it is something that is very very big so then they start they start they part they part like because there are very many so I ask the teacher to pick like 5 to 10 and the winners i give them those gifts so then i have the last challenge to them is to hit the golf ball and it flies up so that mm-hmm. is a very challenging thing after me hitting then they say now you you have come with a very few gifts but the last school we went to is only one kid that was able to hit the ball up so i gave him 20000 ugandan shillings it is like 5 dollars but that kid was very very happy he even ran and fell down like rolling on the ground he was wow. so happy because that money can take him for the whole three months they are going to be at school and that's incredible was really really happy i saw the girl one of the girls you were with in school she hit a great yes. chip shot or a pitch up in the yes. air yeah that was yeah. really cool that one as well you told us something interesting off air too you said the kids get so excited when they see you hit the mm-hmm. shot they looks easy so they get up there yes. they try and hit mm-hmm. it they realize how hard mm-hmm. it is And then yeah. the next time you hit a shot the joy yes. and the appreciation in their face is even uh-huh. more so is, because they realize yes, how yes. difficult it is they are very very surprised that mine is going high and them they have tried and it's not going so they end up clapping hands or and i don't tell them to do that they just do it i don't know why because maybe they are surprised so it goes high they are very happy then the teacher who was saying why do you want to teach them go he will ask you when will you come back and i'm like i don't know but we shall come back <laughs> alright we're going to take a quick break and then i'll get you right back to the show guys in case you didn't know i don't talk about it that often i do mental coaching in addition to the podcast and i've had golfers from scratch all the way to 12s and above And if you want to take your mental game from listening to this show to the next level, get one-on-one help. We'll put you on a plan, especially if you use mental golf type. I'm a certified coach with mental golf type. We can take your game to the next level. Go to thepartrain.com/golfmentalcoaching or just email us at thepartrain@gmail.com. Give us a shout and we can have an introductory chat and figure out what you need to work on. to get your game to the next level. Get off that struggle bus and get back on track. So, thepartrain.com/golfmentalcoaching. Give us a shout. Let's get your game to the next level. All right, let's get back to the show. What should one of our listeners yeah. remember that lives in the states that plays a lot of golf, that gets frustrated, that gets down on themselves, that doesn't enjoy the game as much as they could? What's something from what you see in Uganda, seeing the looks on these kids' faces and the joy you feel? playing what's something that they need to remember they need to remember that they have the opportunity to play they should just know that it's a bad day if they don't play well it's just bad shots that have come but then next time it can be better practice more don't expect things that you have not worked for mm. because they want to shoot very good score they are not working for it but they don't practice their putting right or their chipping <laughs> yes you don't practice because most people are handicaps 18 and above 
And the only problem they are they are like that is because of their short game. Most of them are missing the green. But if you can miss like five greens and save five pars, then you can get other pars like two or four, and then bogeys. You cannot be handicap eighteen or more anymore because you'll be shooting in eighties. Mm. Yeah, try and uh, avoid double bogeys, and then everything will be fine. That's some very good advice. Roger is very matter of fact. Yeah, which I love. Mm. It's like very straightforward. It's like it's almost black or white in the sense of like, well, do you practice or not? And um, there's good days and bad days. Good mm. days and bad days. And all you got to mm. do is, you know, if you miss greens, you get up and down and yes. minimize your misses. I mean, this is all the stuff that we've heard. Don't overcomplicate. Top yes. players say on our show, you're saying the same mm. stuff. It's awesome. You don't need to be very perfect out of the bunker because you want to. You are at a very high handicap, like 24, 28. You just need to get out. But mm-hmm. then you find someone who is at that level. He wants to hit the ball close to the pin, and then he ends up staying in the bank. So things like that. I have some friends that I play with. I can get a pa, 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 and him is playing bogeys. But his handicap 18 is annoyed. Me, I'm not getting pars. And then me, on a whole, I get a double bogey. And for him, he gets like a seven. He's, he becomes very annoyed. Very, very annoyed. Then I'm like, yo, me, I'm, I'm a lower handicap than you. I got a bogey and I'm not annoyed. Why are you annoyed with that seven? And you know what? that you can get a par on the next hole? All right. Like, ah, for me, I want pars. <laughs> So yeah. forcing, why do you have to force the score? If it doesn't come, it will come. Just keep on, keep the patience. That keep is chugging. Keep, keep the patience, yeah. too. It's hard. It's hard, hard to yeah. keep the patience, yes. but that's, well, that's the it's, key to great golf. It's funny, Roger. I bet yeah. you a ton of people are listening to this thinking, yeah, but I don't have faith that I can make a par on the next hole. They assume they're going to keep making mistakes because it's easy to get kind of swept up in the negative, get swept up in the yes. mistakes, swept up in the frustration. I think the key thing is what you're saying is even if you don't feel it, we've had whole, whole episodes on this, Roger, even if you don't yes. necessarily believe it, you have to start saying it to yourself, mm. which belief yes. will come, you to know. right? You know, like for me, there's some shots like bunker shots. When I land in the bunker, I know it's hard, but I'm also excited. Because I know I'm going to open up this wedge. Club face, I'm going yeah. to use the bounce. <laughs> You're going to dig in, right? <laughs> yes. You know, when I, I shoot the ball in the bunker, I start thinking of the technique of getting it out. I don't think of, ah, now I'm in the bunker. It's hard. I know I have to maintain the loft. I know I have to use the bounce. That is my major aim. And then wait on the left and then get out of the bunker. If yeah. you have the faith in your brain, even in the next hole, it will be like that. But if you don't actually practice, the main thing is the main thing because those guys who are complaining that they are not playing better. Yeah. They come on the weekend, make some parts, make some chips, short game, and then they say, yo, let's go, man. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm warmed up. No, that's not how you warm up. Some days you should come on the course not to play 18 holes, to chip, to putt. That is the main thing. For me, how I improve my chipping is our, my caddy, the caddy shed is close to the practice green. So instead of shouting a lot, making funny conversations, I get my ball and the putter then I part like like many times, like even a hundred times. Then I start the next day I will chip. It will not come in that day, but after a month, you will see the difference. That yep. is what I, I can confirm. Great advice. Well, what I think Roger's saying, Matt, and to our listeners is you don't get worked up about what the mistake means. You go into execution. So you have your executional keys for certain shots. You put all of your mental energy in execution, not what it means. And 
to do that with the belief that you can perform regardless of how the result turns out, that's huge. And that's probably why you've gotten so good so quickly. So Roger, this was such awesome. This was an amazing conversation. I know we feel Mm -hmm. lucky to have shared this hour with you. We're big fans. We're going to keep rooting you on and sharing your stuff. Follow Roger at Solly golfs, S A L I golfs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And maybe we should, uh, you know, for one of these gift packs, we for send kids it, at these yeah. schools. Maybe we need to send some par train hats. We'll send you all some hats so you can wear yeah, them. Yeah. some gifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely fine. Uh, yeah. That is very fine because the last message I can give to the golfers out there is when you hit a shot on the green, I see most golfers start talking about things that are not even a part in, like in golf. But me, when I hit the green, I know I start thinking of that line is coming from left, I think. Also, when I'm putting, I make sure I keep my eye on a spot. Like I, like I look at that spot for like five seconds and then it's, it sticks in my mind. And when I'm, I make a practice part, I, I swing the putter to that spot. I'm telling you, you cannot do that five times and you miss like all those five parts you'll have to shoot like all the three or two and that can reduce the score as well. Love the it. year of the short game, Roger. So that's what we say. It's this year has been all about the short game. So yeah, it's great advice for our listeners and it's a great way to end. Well, thank you for hopping aboard, Roger. Um, everybody go follow Roger at Sally golfs on Instagram and um, we'll have to have you back at some point. This was great. Just keep doing what you're doing, my man. Thank you so much. We'll be all in right. touch, Roger. See you. Okay. See you.